This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This is It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati with Lindsey Patterson and Mike Santagata. We are back on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati. Double header mailbag day. One of my favorites. Twitter, you're getting better about sending us questions. I really appreciate it. You're friends of the show and you're sending these questions over on Twitter. Make sure you follow Mike Bengals underscore Sand. You can follow me at LNDS Patterson. We're going to go ahead and get to Eric. He said, who other than the Bengals has the best shot at winning the North this, the North this upcoming year and why? Absolutely the Ravens because Lamar's there and I feel like they're the second best team. Uh, you could make the case for the Steelers or the Browns, and I think I would go in that order where the Browns would be the most surprising. The Steelers, it would be surprising for me. I, I just really, you yeah, think the Steelers would be surprising? I think it would be surprising for me that if they won the North. Just because I do think that the Bengals and Ravens are probably a full tier above them. And it could happen. But, man, are they going into – they did it last year. But yeah. <laughs> going into Paycor and winning again, they always play the Ravens pretty well. I don't know. I, I They're probably a better team than they were last year, but they didn't make the playoffs last year. It was – you know, it was – it was an up and down season for them, finishing about nine and eight. I'm, I don't personally think they got significantly better. I think they got a little bit better. I would just be a little bit surprised if they won the North, but not completely shocked. The Browns, it would rely on Redacted doing really well um, and the defense playing much better with a new defensive coordinator. But you can make the case. It's just. I don't see that one happening. The Ravens I could see happening because they get an easier schedule than the Bengals. They steal a game against the They play the Bengals really well. So maybe they could steal a game or two against them. They've got a better they I think I don't know if they got significantly better, but their receivers are much better this year yeah. on paper at least than they were last year. If they can stay healthy, um new offensive coordinator who knows how that'll go, good, bad. And I think a lot of that will rely on Lamar's health, who's missed uh, quite a few games the past couple of years. I would think the Bengals are pretty good favorites, but, man, yeah, making the case, it's probably the Ravens and then the Steelers. The way the Steelers get there, I guess, is if they just hang around the entire time. They have the easiest schedule, I think, out of the out of the three. Um, just getting rid of the Browns. Uh, yeah, can so we please? If, if they could just hang around, steal at least a game from each of the Bengals and the Ravens, sweep the Browns, 
Like there's your scenario that they're just hanging around and then the Bengals have to play the Chiefs and the Bills and, you know, those opponents. Well, the Steelers might – I don't think they have to. They have to play the 49ers while the Steelers get to play a lesser NFC West opponent. Um, there's just – there is a case to be made with the schedule and it's just, you know, they win the close ones and they're able to pull it off. I don't think it's impossible, but that would be the order. It would be Ravens, Steelers, and Browns. So I will make it different. I agree with everything you're saying. I, I think obviously the Bengals are the favorite to win, and it would be huge to win it three years in a row. That's never happened in the AFC North for the Bengals to be able to do that. I do feel like they have the best roster. Um, I actually think the Steelers finish second, and I think they go to the playoffs. I think they're a wild card team. Um, I, I know you, you bring up a great point with Lamar. It, it's about health. Can you finish the season? Uh, you do have they do have a new offensive coordinator. They've added added weapons. Their defense is legit. It is really good, and it was the best one that the Bengals faced in the playoffs. Um, if they, you know, it, it's just unfortunate how that all played out because that was a tough battle in the wild card game and just even the last regular season game of the season. So they have all the talent in the world. Would I be shocked if the Ravens did? No, not at all, just because of the talent they have. But the Steelers, they're just there. They just find a way. I mean, they might have some sloppy games, but they just find a way to hang around. And it feels like one of those seasons, again, with Mike Tomlin, they're going to have a winning record. What does the AFC look like? Because it is loaded when it comes to the wild card spots. You know, who gets in for that? But I'm thinking the Steelers hang around. Um, for some reason, I'm just – I favorite that a little more than I do the Baltimore Ravens, but the Baltimore Ravens are good. The AFC North is just a good division. Yeah. I mean, if, if we could just kick the Browns out – and not to say that the Browns are bad. They're just – just everybody – I feel a certain way about them. Uh, ever, other than that, I just feel like I wouldn't be surprised to see two teams – I don't think you'd see three teams come out of the AFC North in the postseason just because of what the AFC East looks like. Um, and how that's going to play out. Play out. Do you think, because you remember the hype last year with the AFC West, I promise I'm going to get to more of your guys' questions. The hype around the AFC West, they were loading up. Obviously, Russell Wilson went downhill last regular season. Do you feel like it's going to happen with the AFC East too, where we heard all about these teams and what they look like and it'll end up being the Buffalo Bills who win the division? Yeah, that's absolutely possible. I think uh, you could even make some parallels there with uh, Russell Wilson had everybody hyped on the Broncos. Is that the Jets? Nathaniel Hackett's on both. Yep. <laughs> he's, the, he's the coordinator for the Jets. Um, the Dolphins could be similar to the Chargers, make the playoffs, but they're not going to actually push the Bills for the you know the division. And then the uh, Patriots, they're probably better than the Raiders, mm-hmm. but – I would, I, man, I would be surprised if they won that division. So it does feel like the, I think it's the Bills or the Dolphins. The Jets could surprise, and I would be pretty surprised if it was the Patriots. But yeah, I mean, that could easily be the AFC West of last year. I mean, I remember last year all of the hype with the AFC West, how the Chiefs shouldn't be the favorites, which I was always selling. I was like, that's ridiculous. I don't care who I mean, these yeah. people have added. And then, uh, people were like saying like all four teams could make the playoffs and then two barely make it. <laughs> two of them are two of the worst teams in the league. Um, so that is a full chance to fall on its face. I I don't think people are hyping the AFC North the same way. I, I think I think two teams from the AFC North probably make the playoffs, but you you could see three. Yeah, I, especially with seven teams in the playoffs now. 
I mean, they used to send three to the playoffs back when there were six teams in the playoffs, but I think it was a stronger division then. So I don't know. I'm somewhat, I'm not selling the AFC East as much as I sold last year's AFC West, just because I do think that Rogers is better than Russell Wilson was coming to Denver. But at the same time, I I don't think I see the Jets as like a playoff lock or anything. Even the Dolphins, I think they're a good team, but they're probably more of a wild card than they are a division winner. There's too much hype for the Jets for me. It's just too much yeah, hype. I, I think the Dolphins are the team that if I was going to predict the second team in the AFC East, it's the, it's the Dolphins. I mean, they've gotten a lot better. They they have gotten maybe significantly better because they add Jalen Ramsey. They add Vic Fangio as a defensive coordinator. That would be, I think, the team to look for while everybody's going to hype up the Jets because Aaron Rodgers is there. But, I mean, Rodgers hasn't exactly been – well, he wasn't exactly an MVP last year like he was the two years before mm-hmm. that. Is that just he didn't care about LaFleur and that offense anymore when Devontae Adams left and he was just mailing it in? Certainly possible. We saw that in Rogers' career before with the end of the McCarthy era. But he's also 38? 30, yeah, probably 39 during the regular season. Yeah, something like that. Um, and I will vet that just Yeah, in case I love how we cares. sometimes we like the best one here and we're like, you know, uh, but, we're fine. He is 39 now. He'll be 40 during the season. I mean, that is certainly not a – that could not be, you know, uh, just him phoning it in anymore on, at the end of that season. That could be like he's he's losing it a tiny bit, like a just a, just a step. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love – you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly. So there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, Roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. My favorite thing is like the hype around him. Like he's going to... um... Madison Square Garden. He's at these games. He's shaved. He's ready. He's, he's a different Aaron Rodgers. I'm like, wait till you, wait till you get him mad. Wait till you drop the pass in regular season. Then he's not. He's going to be the same old Aaron Rodgers. So yeah. So we'll see what happens. I, I can't wait to see all the, all that plays out. We'll go to former Reds. He says, which rookie do you expect to have the biggest impact this year? We kind of talked Classic. a little bit about those about that yeah, on the last yeah. podcast. I think it might be – my gut instinct is the only one that's going to start is going to be Robbins. So does he have the biggest year one impact because he's the starting punter? Maybe. Because Murphy's going to be a situational guy. He's going to be in the rotation, but he'll be situational. I don't see the second and third round picks having a huge impact year one. I don't see Charlie Jones really having a huge impact year one unless it's as an all-pro return type. Chase Brown 
he should have an impact, but he's also rotational. He's going to be probably the second, maybe third. That is the the possibility there. He's the third running back behind Travion, who they might trust more in pass protection. Uh, and he's and Chase is just spelling Mixon and trying to be the spark. So I guess the weird take is that it's going to be Brad Robbins has the best impact year one, just because he's starting. He's going to be holding. He's going to be punting, and punters matter. Punters matter. So I've seen this uh, a couple places on social media. It looks like Drew Christman's going to be here throughout camp and couldn't end up being like a practice squad player. What do you think about that? Sure. I mean, if I don't dislike him, I just wanted, you know, I don't dislike him as a person or anything. It's all fine. I don't dislike him as a person. person. Yeah. I I thought he even, he even had games that were good. He had games that were good is if Robbins gets hurt, I, I don't think you're going to find really probably a better punter than Crispin out there in free agency that you could just bring in and have him come in and do the same job. So yeah, I mean, if he's going to be on the practice squad, I think that's a okay. The issue would be if he's able to uh, Randy Bullock, uh, Brad Robbins, Jake Elliott, like that, mm-hmm. that would be the real issue is, uh, that he actually takes the job and then you try to sneak Robbins onto your practice squad. He gets picked up and then he's punting in the Super Bowl in a year or two. I think Darren Simmons learned his lesson and he's an assistant head coach too, special teams coach. So I think he can, um, you know, he'll say, I think this is the best move. And if you heard him after the pick, he pretty much talked about hang time, like mm-hmm. every single sentence he was bringing it up. So I think Darren Simmons remembers how, poor the special teams unit was in the AFC championship game. And sometimes the majority, not, I don't want to say the majority of the season, but it, it really wasn't his unit. Wasn't that great. Uh, Brian says for a team that has gone to the AFC championship game two years in a row, there might not be a glaring need or areas of improvement, but where are you looking to see progression improvements over the previous two seasons, which unit is most likely to show the most growth improvement? I think the offense has a chance to show more growth and improvement. Uh, even though they've been good and they've been efficient, they lacked explosive plays last year, and it got better throughout the throughout the season. The offense, but what they never had, even in the AFC Championship or any of those games, was the explosive play that was a huge part of the 2021 offense. So if they can bring that back in while keeping the efficiency of the 2022 offense, I mean that's a chance to be one of the best if not the best offense in the league. The defense is probably going to take a minor step back. I, I just, you know, it's the offense is a better unit than it was last year. I'm not sure the defense is, but I do trust Lou to, you know, still make it a good defense. It's still a good defense on paper too. I don't think you'd be able to find really anybody that's a below average starter on that defense. So those that would be my thoughts on. I don't know if you have a different take on that. I also think that the defense is going to perform better in the playoffs than they do in the regular season, just because of the way Luke is kind of a matchup coordinator. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he's like fully focused in on trying to stop these playoff offenses, he seems to have quite a bit of success. Yeah, I agree with you. I think for me personally, and I know it was a hot topic over the offseason, I would say the run game 
Um, and I think mm-hmm. kind of having maybe this offseason for Joe Mixon to get healthy and uh, knowing, hey, he's RB1, how that's going to look. And then you bring Chase Brown in for more of those. And you've mentioned it before, needing that explosive play on the offensive side of the ball. So I would say the run game would probably be my focus where I want to see areas of impro- improvement. And maybe I'm going to be high on it going into the season just because it just felt down last year, uh, you know, besides the five touchdown game. And, and this is nothing on Joe Mixon. I, I, I do feel like, you know, he wasn't fully healthy for the majority of the season and, and hopefully this is a better year for him uh, going into this year. Just just what we've heard from the whole offseason about Joe Mixon in the run game. So that's where I'm at. We'll yeah, see what I mean, makes sense. That's <laughs> that is kind of the improvement. I'm always surprised that uh, after the schematic change, they were top three in run game efficiency. It didn't feel that way, and I think that is because they mostly just grinded out first downs, picked up five yards, stayed ahead of the chains, and were efficient. But they never got the explosive play. So if you add in the explosive play, it will feel more like a top five run game, and that's why you draft a Chase Brown. I want to get into a little more about that, and then we're going to get back to more of our mailbag questions next on It's Always Game Day in Cincinnati.